If you could send a letter to your past self before the pandemic to prepare yourself for 2020, what would you say? We asked Californians that same question for this ongoing series presented by JFF. We're here to elevate the voices of people across the state who have been affected by the pandemic and the resulting economic crisis. Through their stories, we'll examine what it takes to recover stronger and more equitably. I'm Renee Faulkner, and this is Communities in Recovery. Small businesses make up 99.8% of California businesses and account for nearly half the state's employees. Yet, despite small businesses forming the backbone of regional economies, they have been some of the hardest hit by the effects of COVID-19. Some experts are estimating that the economic downturn resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic could permanently shutter at least a third of California's small businesses, with service sector employers and those owned by people of color and women at highest risk. In this episode, we'll hear from two women business owners who, despite the economic crisis, found the support they needed to build and grow their endeavors. Our first guest is Patricia Ellis. Before the pandemic, Patricia worked in public service and sold real estate on the side. Last spring, with the support of an innovative entrepreneur incubator called ESO Ventures in East Oakland, Patricia launched Weekend Mobile Notary, an app that provides door-to-door public notary services. Here, Patricia describes how surviving COVID-19 was just the motivation she needed to start a business and shares advice to other entrepreneurs seeking success in uncertain times. Dear Patricia, February 2020. Right now, you're not sure you will live seven more days. You can't really see, taste, or hear anymore. You do understand that there is a dangerous virus killing people. But remember to pray and you get on the other side of this pandemic. Patricia, you can get through this. Just keep pushing and keep going. This setback will lead you to reassess your value and to question how you spend your time. Why are you not selling real estate full time? Why aren't you putting your license to work? What are you afraid of? You are a boss. You change people's lives with coaching and encouragement. So why are you still afraid to win? As you make it through this, You will get healthy and lose weight. You will decide to never work behind a desk where you're slowly dying from an inactive lifestyle. Push through this, Patricia. You will take your notary business from a one-woman show to the next level, hiring over 220,000 notaries globally and serving over 1 million customers in 2021. Can anything good come out of Oakland? Yes, Weekend Mobile Notary LLC is thriving. Patricia, stick to reaching your entrepreneur goals and you will achieve greatness. You will be the leading future venture capitalist in Oakland, California. See you at the top, Patricia from 2021. Good morning, Patricia. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for sharing such a powerful letter. What do you remember about 
the week or the day, even when everything shut down. They, it was like middle of March and they announced like, this is a pandemic, it's shelter in place. How did that hit you? So the first thing was, will I be able to do notaries anymore, right? Because all the in-person activities and essential things that they said were essential were no longer essential. So like everything had a hold on it. Um, you couldn't go where I would normally go. So as a notary, I would normally go to hospitals or clinic and all that changed. And so everything I had to do as far as a notary had to be done outdoors and then six feet away. So now here in your letter, you mentioned that you had some symptoms of COVID. Did you get COVID-19? I did get COVID-19 and it was an experience that you never want to ever have again. You can't see, you can't hear, you can't taste, you have a fever, chills, can't sleep, can't eat. So the virus is really real. Um, and as an entrepreneur, it took a little time to get over it. So you know how they say 10 days is over. And no, it took like a month. And then even after that, it had lingering effects. So right now, you know, I'm healthy, but you just have to make sure that you practice uh, safety, especially now in 2021. Yes. And did... Did having COVID kind of change your perspective at all on your business or even just the trajectory of your life? So COVID did change the trajectory of entrepreneurship. And as far as my professional um, career, my educational goals, it changed everything because it made me identify the areas in which I was not living my best life. You know, everyone says I'm living my best life. I'm living my blessed life. I was undermining my own self and not using my full potential to help myself. So COVID um, helped me to see my true value and to pivot from always helping, encouraging and coaching others to use the same mindset on myself. So if I could help someone else, you know, become a successful business owner and to create generational wealth, I can do that same thing for myself. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm even noticing in in, in your your letter where you mentioned um, that you're telling your 2020 self that not to be afraid to win. Like, what what does that mean? Why did you want to tell that to your 2020 self? Why was she afraid to win? I was afraid of failure. So, as a as a it says as a little black girl. Um, I did not believe in my own self. I was helping others to win and I didn't believe that I had the same value to win. And so I did it afraid. I said, you know what? Even if I don't win, even if I'm not successful, I'm going to do my best to give it my all to be all that I can be. And that worked for me. So in the, in the beginning, I was I was really afraid. But as it moved forward, it started moving really fast. And I was able to become successful. Not as successful as I want to become yet. But by the time 2021 is over, I I will be where it is that I want to be as an entrepreneur. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit more about the kind of that shift. Like when you made that mindset shift and you decided I'm not going to be afraid, what started changing for your business? What happened? So what happened was Lauren Taylor in District 6 of Oakland, He's our local city council person. He shared on his um, Facebook page that he had a free entrepreneur incubator program. 
And if you live in District 6 to apply. So I watched like the video and read the information. I was like, oh, okay. Because it was a 10-week program and he's looking for people. So I was like, okay. So I applied and it became the best decision that I made in um, 2020. Yeah. Was to join that program. Was to join the ESO program in East Oakland. So it's all about uh, forming relationships and networking and taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves. So a lot of people say, well, no one is here to help me or I have to pay for everything. I'll just say this, just especially doing now and in 2020, there were so many free resources of how to become a successful business. Um, and then they were given basically free grants and free money to everyone um, of how to pivot. So if you were uh, a regular nine to five and you wanted to sell flowers or you wanted to sell tamales, you were afforded those opportunities. But the ESO program really helped me to find my value. They have really good coaches. They have really good programs um, and they walk you through the whole path so that you can find your value. But it's all about as an entrepreneur and as a business, making a connection. So what's it like to be an entrepreneur right now? And what advice do you have for others who may be considering starting a business? It's a lot of Zoom calls. It's a lot of trainings. It's a lot of networking, um, a lot of um, late night calls, a lot of coaching, a lot of reading, a lot of watching videos. But the main key thing is to believe in yourself, to know your self-value, and to know that if anyone can be successful, you can be successful. But overall, you have to be able to practice uh, balance um, and self-care as an entrepreneur because there aren't any uh, one to tell you to take a break. There's no one to tell you to take a lunch. There's no one to tell you to go outside and exercise. So you just have to find balance and set everything up on your calendar for self-care. Make sure you take a bath, right? Those are the simple things that entrepreneurs forget to do. And only because um, they're so busy marketing, they're so busy being a CEO, they're so busy um, taking calls or taking care of children and your family, they forget to take a bath. I was going to ask you, do you think that um, being Black, being a woman, did that pose any barriers for you in in growing your business? I'll just say this. My, my thing that I learned most as an entrepreneur, like when I went to um, to open a bank account and, you know, I have all my documents. It's just like different banks treat you a different way based on how you look. They shouldn't, but they do. And so mm-hmm. I found the best thing to do was to, to bank at a local bank, not like a necessarily a large bank. And so when you're making large deposits, you know, like the first large deposit I made, they call me. I'm like, why are you calling me? It's, it's money. It's real money. And it's like, well, we just wanted to make sure it wasn't fraud. And then the second one, they did it. And after the fifth time, I just closed the account and went to a different bank because it just it's like you're getting money from all over the globe. And why are you money? Ask me, am I like doing things that, you know, so it's just like you have to be with people who know where you're going. Right. And that's to the top. Are there any supports or investments that the county can provide, the state can provide um, that could also help business owners and entrepreneurs grow and thrive 
during the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Alameda County um, has grants um, as well as they have a business entrepreneur programs. Um, the city of Oakland has grants and they have entrepreneur programs and they have business assistance programs and they're all free. So they don't charge for them. SCORE is another uh, mentorship program that is also free, which they're doing digital now. So you can meet with successful retired entrepreneurs, people who make millions and billions of dollars, and they do it for free to teach you how to um, become successful. So they help you with your business plan. They help you with your budget. Um, There's so many resources. Even the state of California has free business resources for entrepreneurs. But I'll just say this. If you want to be really, really, really successful, you need to get in a business incubator, an entrepreneur incubator where the team can coach you and then be an ongoing support system. So ESO, the program in East Oakland, they're ongoing for us. So even though our 10 weeks were up, they still provide services to us, right? So they still provide support to us. We didn't have to pay anything. And then at the end, they even provided a stipend, you know, for our businesses. So they're really trying to help um, entrepreneurs to become successful. So ESO in Oakland, when I tell you that was a life-changing entrepreneur incubator, um, they're very successful business owners that are a part of it. So they're actual businesses that thrive and they're actually a part of Oakland, but they just help you to be your best self and they help you to launch. So, you know, if you're afraid of failure, don't be afraid. Get in the entrepreneur incubator and and actually launch. And even if it doesn't work, you can try something else. Yeah. So Patricia, why will it be important for us to support and invest in entrepreneurship over the next few years? Overall, supporting entrepreneurs and investing in entrepreneurs is the future success of our economy and actually restarting and rejumping because entrepreneurs and even small businesses, small community members are noticing that if they move their tax dollars out of their community, they can't get support. And so that's why it's important to be an Oakland-based business and to pay taxes, business taxes based on the revenues generated in Oakland. So you got to think about things like that. You have to support businesses that support your community. So that has something to do with the resources, right? Uh, the clean of our waterways, our trees, our our roads, the housing programs that they provide for the homeless and even, you know, entrepreneurs. You have to support the people that are supporting our ecosystem, as I would say, for finances. So if your business is here in Oakland and you're paying taxes, you're contributing to the thriving Oakland. But if you're a San Francisco business, you're not contributing to Oakland. So as a person who's a consumer, I contribute to the businesses that are here in Oakland. Absolutely. And that's important. Yes. Patricia, it's been a really big year for you, for your health, for your business. If you could send a message to yourself in the future, to 2022, what would be the most important things for you to remember about what you're experiencing today? Patricia, you are an amazing woman who waited too long to achieve greatness. And now that you've achieved greatness, continue to pour into your local community to support financially other small entrepreneurs to be able to obtain greatness 
as yourself, no matter what you may face. California is going to thrive in 2021 with small business entrepreneurs who are living their dream. They launched even though they were afraid. So California is gonna come through. California is going to have a boom in financial um, outcome for small businesses, especially in the immediate San Francisco Bay Area. Love Patricia 2021, see you at the top. Thank you, Patricia, for sharing your story with us. The pandemic marked a turning point for so many of us. In Patricia's case, it was a chance to rethink her business, her life, and the impact she could have on her community. Through a network developed and run by experienced local business owners from the community, she was able to get both the capital and coaching that entrepreneurs of color are so often denied. Rima Barquette, a restaurateur in Stockton, California, saw firsthand the challenges experienced by female entrepreneurs in her community. Just before the pandemic hit, Rima launched the Stockton Community Kitchen, a food business incubator. Inspired by a successful model in San Francisco, the Community Kitchen provides free mentorship, personal support, and business expertise to help under-resourced entrepreneurs become successful in the food industry. In our conversation, Rima talks about how the community banded together to overcome their fears of the pandemic, support entrepreneurs, and feed families in need. Dear Past Rima, it's February 2020. Your life has been good to this point. Be grateful. It's hard to believe how many places you have been in the last 12 months, how many countries you have visited, how many great people you have met, how many happy events you have attended. You are just coming home from visiting mom and your siblings in Italy and had a great time with your family. You cannot wait to see them again soon. At work, you have finally started this amazing program, the Stockton Community Kitchen, with our first cohort of phenomenal cooks that want to become entrepreneurs, start their own business, and enrich our community with their diverse food. You are eager to see the many people that you will help soar to success. It means so much for you to help them their families, and to lift up the whole community. The pandemic hit us so fast. It blindsided us. You will fear a fear you have never imagined you would ever feel. You will be frozen for two or maybe three weeks. Everything will close. Everyone will be locked in their home but you start thinking about the many people that live from paycheck to paycheck, about their children, about their families, about the desperation of a mother who was locked in her house and could not get the money to feed her children. And you, being you, will do something. You will realize that having the community kitchen is a gift. Having entrepreneurs that know how to cook, but the biggest gift and surprise will be the support to get from our community. Through the community kitchen and the entrepreneurs, you will make meals and deliver them to families in need. Anybody and everybody who hears about our project and what we are doing will want to help. 
donating money, volunteering to do dishes, getting out of their homes to deliver the food, or donating food items. So many people just want to help. People you have never heard of, people you have never met, and probably will never meet. But it is thanks to those people and thanks to the whole community that you will be able to make hundreds, then thousands of meals and deliver them to families in need, to isolated elderly, and to homeless people, the most vulnerable of our society. Here in 2021, I'm still hoping for the return of normal life. I believe we will get back to normal life, but it might take a little while, but hopefully we will. I just wish that we now understand that what happens far away affects us and what we do affects human living far away. I hope this is the one lesson people will remember. With that said, I still have faith in humanity. I know there are wonderful people out there that are doing and they will keep doing great things for other humans. And that is what gives me hope. Sincerely, Rima Barquette, March 2021. Welcome, Rima. Thank you so much for sharing your letter with us. We're really excited to learn more about your experience and the community kitchen. Uh, but first, what was it like to write this letter? What did it bring up for you? Yeah, that really brought up images in my mind, pictures of that time and feelings of that time that I really um, kind of did not want to think about. Yeah, it brought up uh, memories and uh, um, and feelings but that I did not want to think about. But the truth is... We were locked down in our homes with our families, which for me is my husband and my daughter, for like really two to three weeks. We did not leave, if not to go to the store. And we would take turns with our neighbors. And I would go once a week for my neighbors. They would go the second week and so on. So we were really at home with my husband and my daughter. My daughter was at the time 23. So she is a young adult that wasn't living with us <laughs> before this. And now she was living with us. And really being together day and night made us so close. Mm. We really um, discovered that, my God, we really do like each other. And I think everybody was scared and everybody was so didn't know when and if we were going to ever leave our homes. We didn't know if it was safe to bring home the food from the store. We didn't know if we could get the disease from eating the food or from the box. And so it was really, um, there was a lot of fear of everything and everybody, of other humans. That is the thing yeah. that uh, to me was the worst. Humans were afraid of other humans just walking by of another woman, of a child, of an older person. Like, don't touch my stuff. Stay away from me. That's scary. <laughs> it was scary. It was scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. What impacts of the pandemic did you see in the Stockton community? I think the same as every other community. I mean, um, the poor people suffer the most. The 
elderly suffer the most, uh, the homeless suffer the most because even the shelter that was feeding them closed. They were afraid to, to bring them in at a certain point closed. So like in like always, the the most disadvantaged are the ones that suffer the most. And yeah. that but I don't think is unique to Stockton. I think that is all over the world actually. But also in Stockton that happened. I don't think any city has anything particular. Tell us about um, Stockton Community Kitchen. What's your role and how did it come to be? So um, the Stockton Community Kitchen started when uh, a group from the city of Stockton, including uh, council member Jesus Andrade, the mayor, Michael Tubbs, my business partner now in the foundation, Leo Castillo, and other people came and asked me if I would start a community kitchen in Stockton. They know I am I love I love philanthropy and I love to help people and they thought they know I have a nice big kitchen in my restaurant and they they asked me if I would be interested in doing a community kitchen. I love the idea. I love to help women. I love to lift people to a better life. So I said, okay, I am going to do it. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And you spoke to this a little bit in your, your letter, but how did the community kitchen mobilize in response to the pandemic? So uh, we had our first cohort in January 2020, group of uh, women that uh, wanted to start their own food-related business. And uh, we were going with it and we were excited to help them when um the pandemic hit everybody lost their job and they um, could not open it was not time to open any food related business and actually what really also started it is um alice waters who is a wonderful woman from berkeley uh, who i had worked with in the past she donated a gazillion pounds of raw chicken to Stockton and to us. I knew I had a lot of rice. I had a lot of chicken. I'm like, I have the entrepreneurs. I have the foundation. I have all the ingredients to start feeding people that cannot feed their children. And I really do not want to go to bed any night thinking, knowing that there is a child that I can help that is going to bed hungry if I can help it, if I know about it. So that's what I started. I With the, her first donation, with my rice, with entrepreneurs, the foundation and so on, donations started coming in and um, I hired those entrepreneurs because now they did not have a job anymore. They needed to feed their own family still. So we hired the, our entrepreneurs and uh, they cooked the food and volunteers delivered it. We delivered it in the beginning, my husband, myself and my daughter, and then our friends. And then people would ask to help and so on. So everybody stepped up. And I, we did this for a while with just donations and our money from the foundation until I thought it was going to last a couple of months. After a while, I really couldn't hold it anymore. So... It was too expensive, really. It was, mm. It's a lot of 
money to feed a lot of people every day and deliver them the food. So I was going to stop at the end of July. But then the city came in and they said, we heard what you were doing. Please don't stop. And they gave us a grant to keep doing it in December. So we were able to keep going, doing it in December. We are actually still going. We are still doing it. We haven't stopped. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why are organizations like this, like Community Kitchen, why are these types of organizations important right now? Organizations that invest in small business and invest in entrepreneurs. I think small organizations are important because they can find the small people that need help. The small people cannot reach big organizations, but they can reach small organizations. If somebody wants to uh, be an entrepreneur, they go to our website, they send us an email, we respond, we set a meeting, and uh, we start with them. We are small, and small people can reach us. That's why. That's the difference. Big organizations do fantastic work, but they miss a lot on the way. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's, I think, that's why I think it's important. Yeah, that's a good point. So what do you think will be the role of small businesses as we move into economic recovery? You know, I think it's going to be vital, like it has always been. And I think we are struggling because I also have a restaurant that hasn't worked since 2019. So I know the, how that feels, <laughs> which I hope to open in May, but we will see now. Um, so I think I think it's going to be vital. I think that's how most families live off. And I think and I hope that the communities will and they will need the community support to be able to come back to life. Yes. Mm. What do you think it will take to recover equitably, um, especially in a place like Stockton, where there we've seen a lot of inequity, we've seen a lot of disparity in, in Stockton, you know, what will it take to recover more equitably and who needs to be at the table? You know, we have a new mayor and this mayor, actually even our other last, last mayor, both of them have the, the most vulnerable uh, in mind. And that is who they want to help. And it is really harder to reach those people. I think we can we, we can have at the table all the right people. It takes us going to the vulnerable areas and help and educate and uh, give uh, uh, trust and hope to the most vulnerable areas uh, for them to be for us to be able to help them, for for them to be able to help to be helped, yes, it needs it needs work. It needs, um, I think there they there's need to build trust that what we are doing for you it is really for your well being. Well, I don't know that how many people believe in that. Yeah, that is what I think is a problem. So. Rima, you know, you wrote a letter to your past self, your 2020 self. Um, now, here we are a year later in this pandemic in 2021. I wonder if you could send a message to your future self in 2022, what would be the most important things for you to remember about what you're experiencing today? I want to say to Rima in 2022, dear Rima, we did it. We found the cure. 
scientists from all over the world work together and COVID is not an issue anymore. We solved it. We helped each other. Everybody's going to be safe from people in Africa to Iceland, to Italy, to New Zealand. We are all going to be safe. COVID is not a problem anymore. And in regards to the business, I'm so happy we were able to help so many women. So many women were able to show their talent and cook food from their countries and make a real business, uplift their families and their children. And we did it together. And I am so happy about this. Sincerely, Rima, March 2021. Rima, thank you so much for joining us today. Next time I'm in Stockton, uh, I would love to check out your restaurant. I want to thank our guests, Patricia and Rima, for joining me today and sharing their perspectives and experiences. ESO Ventures and Stockton Community Kitchen are just two examples of how investment of capital and support into local entrepreneurs can contribute to thriving regional economies. Small businesses have historically played a critical role in economic recovery efforts because they create jobs, keep tax dollars local, and lay the foundation for a community's economic well-being. When we invest in small business and entrepreneurship, we invest in the innovation and resiliency that is the cornerstone of economic recovery. This has been Communities in Recovery, presented by JFF. We're on a mission to create an equitable and resilient economy that everyone can contribute to and benefit from. And while we can't change the past, we can look toward the future with hope. Tune in next month and join our conversation at jff.org. Thanks for listening.